Today on The Good Word, we're talking about defining and being defined by relationships. I think there comes a point in every child's life where they realize that their parents' real names are not mom and dad. After spending their whole young lives relating to these constant companions in a parent-child relationship, suddenly kids realize that mom and dad are someone else's child, someone else's friend or sibling. Most kids pick up on these connected relationships pretty quickly, recognizing that grandma is mom's mom or dad's mom, and Aunt Jill is dad's sister or mommy's friend. Seeing this network between people outside their immediate circle helps children recognize the world around them and develop empathy. Giving family or other friendly labels to people around them helps kids understand what their place is in the world and why they should care about other people. It's easier to relate to others when we can understand our relationship to them, most often through their relationships to those we already know. When Jesus came to earth, one of his first acts was to declare his relationship to the Father. He was known as the Son of God, and for good reason, that's who he is. But when explaining his relationship to those who would become his people, he used a different relationship to describe that connection. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, the Apostle Paul explains what the Lord's intentions were and introduced his doctrine to the world. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temples of the living God, as God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. I will receive you and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Before Jesus Christ, humanity had never had a Savior before. Well, it would be more correct to say humanity had always had a Savior, but not until Christ was present here was that knowledge widespread and understood. In order to help his people understand the role he played in their lives, he connected his role as Savior with that of a Father, giving them new life through the Spirit. These dual relationships that describe the Savior, that of a son and of a father, is further expanded upon by a prophet in the Book of Mormon. Explaining the nature of the Savior was essential in helping the people of the time understand the necessity of repentance. In Mosiah chapter 15, here's what it says about these two relationships that define Jesus Christ. I would that ye should understand that God himself shall come down among the children of men and shall redeem his people. And because he dwelleth in flesh, he shall be called the Son of God, having subjected the flesh to the will of the Father, being the Father and the Son. The Father, because he was conceived by the power of God, and the Son, because of the flesh, thus becoming the Father and the Son. However we think of him, the fundamental nature of the Lord Jesus Christ doesn't vary from day to day or epoch to epoch, whether he acts in his role as the son or as a father. Humans are functionally defined by their relationships to each other and our relationship to deity is defined in just the same way because we are all part of the same family. And that's the good word.